reading from the 37th chapter of the prophet Ezekiel, beginning with the first verse. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, You know. Then He said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I have been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as He commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then He said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from the graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. And you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Ezekiel was a prophet. A prophet is a person who regurgitates a word given by God. At least that's the most memorable description I've ever read. A person who vomits God's word. Ezekiel's name meant God strengthens or may God strengthen. He had a tough job in front of him as he was meant to remind the people of Judah that God would deliver them even though some of them, if not most, may have assumed that Marduk, the god of the Babylonians, had defeated Elohim, the one they knew as the living God. 
Ezekiel was called to chastise, to afflict, to comfort, and to encourage, he ultimately speaks a word of renewal to a people who likely thought all there would ever be was their current captivity. Some of us probably feel like we are in captivity now. They were convinced that they were cut off. And many of us feel cut off today. This book contains one of the most beautiful of the promises of a new covenant with the people of the earth. In chapter 36, verses 25 through 28, you can read these words. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. And from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. And make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Then you shall live in the land that I gave to your ancestors. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. While Judah was in captivity for their disobedience, the prophet of God comes to remind them that God does indeed have a future for them. And he regurgitated a promise of newness, of new covenant and new creation. It was and still is a promise of new life and right relationship with God. The promise comes on the tail end of some rough words about their disobedience, their sin, and the stubbornness which caused them to end up where they were, which caused them to be in the midst of captivity and cut off from the land of promise. And dear ones, please, don't be out in your boat, eight people to a boat in the middle of a disease and quarantine. Be careful when you're in the stores. Pay attention to your surroundings. That is, in a sense, what these folks had failed to do. They had forgotten that there was a law, that there was a law that had hope in it, that there were things that God had given to them to keep them safe and keep them well and to keep them in love with God and in love with each other. And Ezekiel spoke hard words to them about their disobedience. The Babylonians had come in previous years and started carrying the people from the kingdom of Judah, what we know as the southern kingdom of Israel, off to Babylon. They're said to have carried away the best and brightest first, but every time there was a rebellion, they kept coming back and bringing more people back to Babylon. And they came and they came and eventually they came and tore the temple down and ransacked Jerusalem. They tore it down. They carted up most of the people off to Babylon. There in exile in Babylon, their hearts were cast low. They thought they had been cut off from the promised land of their ancestors and from the presence of God because the temple was unavailable to them. I would remind you that Christ said His body is the temple. If we are in Christ, then we are all the temple. And we are all the temple gathered today around an electronic table gathered together 
We stand in the midst of being cut off, hoping for a promise from God, hoping that there will be new life as Ezekiel has promised. And Ezekiel came to that people who were, who were in the midst of the tragic sense of loss because their holy city was gone. The place where they met with God is gone. The place that represented the intersection between heaven and earth is gone and destroyed. And they assumed that all of that meant that they were cut off from God and God's promises. And so they felt like Dry bones, God said to Ezekiel. They were like dried bones. I found a good many dry bones walking in the woods. Everything from turtle shells to small canine skulls to deer skulls. Scattered bones of deer consumed by the conditions of death. They're worked on and gnawed on by all kinds of small animals that depend on them for calcium and organisms and environmental conditions until they become nearly worthless when they're in this very dry, calcified, chalky state. And when there's been no rain for a while, they truly feel helpless in your hand. As if they might crumble at any moment. They are completely surrendered to nothingness. They're held captive somewhere between uselessness and non-existence. And that sounds to me like what the Judeans were experiencing in the Babylonian exile. They suffered defeat and humiliation under the strength of the Babylonians and become yet another metaphor meant to point all of God's creation toward recognizing and understanding the destruction that sin brings into the world, including eventually death. They were dried up. But in this vision of dry bones and breath, there is a promise of life. For them and for us, there is a promise of mercy. Lord, have mercy. In the midst of feeling cut off, isolated, and forgotten, a promise comes through a prophet, vomited into the hearing of his people. He says that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he was set down in the midst of a valley of useless and almost non-existent bones. That's his poetic description of his reality and I think the reality of his people and almost a literal description, I guess, of the vision that God gave to him. He is a prophet set down in the midst of a people who need to hear the restoring voice of God. And God said to him, can these bones live? Can my people live, Ezekiel? I imagine many of us have been wondering if we will ever feel fully alive again. Perhaps this week you've spent some time wondering if your life will ever get back to normal. God knows I have. I've been wondering if it really comes to quarantine. Is somebody going to come out and get me off the front of my boat off the lake and put me in jail? And I can hear Ezekiel reply, Oh Lord, God, You know. I think maybe that's where our saying, God only knows, comes from. Ezekiel's response to God in the midst of so much uncertainty. If you're like me and you're going to stay in a hotel, you log on to a travel site and you start reading reviews. And I once read a review for a hotel in East Dubuque, Illinois. And if you're ever going to East Dubuque, Illinois, I highly advise you to read the reviews of hotels there. And maybe you'll find one of the ones that I found. 
A lady wrote, I wish... I wish I'd have read the reviews before booking this hotel. First of all, we found a disgusting box of old pizza in the desk drawer. I don't know about you, but I check all the drawers in the hotel when I stay there. I open the desk drawer, the chest of drawers, the safe. There's drawers in the bathroom. I open them because honestly, do you really want something crawling out of there in the middle of the night? You want to know what's in the drawers. I also flip back the sheets and look for bed bug poop. Well, this woman says they opened the desk drawer and there inside was a nasty old withered up, dried up looking piece of pizza. I know it's true because you posted a photograph and it didn't just look like dried up nasty piece of pizza. It looked like dried up nasty piece of gas station pizza, which is an entirely different category of nasty old pizza. And right there in that drawer was this nasty looking old piece of pizza. Can you imagine how the piece of pizza felt? It was supposed to be eaten and consumed and joy over it. But instead it was shoved in a drawer. A whole box of pieces. Unhappy and feeling cut off. And the caption for that photograph said, Lord only knows how long it had been there. I imagine the Babylon people in captivity in Babylonian knew how long they had been there. And I imagine that they knew the depth of their dryness and their hurt and their staleness. And all of those things that we experience when we feel cut off from the presence of God. And right there in the midst of it, it rings true that Lord only knows how long this must go on. It's our go-to saying when things seem overwhelming and we're not sure what to do about something. When something comes to us and we can't even explain how it's possible that it's happening. Something like a virus ostensibly caused by someone eating an undercooked bat and we think, but why are people eating bats? And it escapes our sensitivities and our cultural norms. And so we don't understand how this thing comes and immediately we feel cut off and punished and we don't look for the underside of it and wonder what good can God bring out of this? Isn't that what God has promised us? That God makes all things be for the good of those who love God? Our lives can suddenly start to taste like desk drawers full of stale, stank gas station pizza. If we allow ourselves to give in to the panic and the fear and forget that God is with us. When everything goes wrong and nothing seems to go right, when your co-workers are still getting on your nerves and you're not even going to work. When your children are getting on your nerves and you find out that their teacher was actually right that they don't behave at school. Or don't do their work. When your parents are getting on their nerves because despite what you tell them, they won't stay home. My dad is staying home. I'm grateful for that. But I've heard others say, I can't get my parents to stay out of Walmart. And some say, I can't get my grandparents to stay out of Walmart. And we all feel our nerves getting rattled as politicians say one thing on one hand and another on the other and try to sneak things into bills that are meant to help the people and we wonder what in the world are they thinking? And we feel the rubbing and rubbing and scouring and scouring as if there's a cosmic wire brush working us over that just won't stop. We feel frayed and frazzled and irritated. When we get to that point where we become dried up bone and gas station pizza level of anxious and all we want to do is know, Lord, how long can these bones ever live again? 
And Ezekiel's answer comes on the breeze. God only knows. And surely it is only God who knows. When we feel captive and cut off from hope, we can feel that somehow in us there is knowledge of the goodness and mercy of God that is becoming lost to us. When we stand in the midst of that kind of hurt and that kind of death, that kind of despair of thinking that we're cut off from the very source of life itself, of thinking that nothing can ever go right for us again. My life is in ruin. Nothing can be good. I'm in despair. I'm crying all the time. I don't know why I'm even left alive. Lord, why did you let me get out of bed? We're wallowing around in a place where Ezekiel saw himself confused. God does know. And the answer is yes, you can live again. When you're wallowing around and hurt and you're in that place where you've done something or someone has done something to you that seems to have killed your very soul. You don't know what you're going to do. You're broken in despair and your whole life seems upside down. You don't know what to do tomorrow. You don't even know if tomorrow will come. You're afraid you won't be able to get out of bed. You don't want to see sunlight through the shades and everything seems hard and all you want to do is hide. Then, then you might find yourself wondering, Lord, can these dry bones live again? And I promise you the Spirit of God will come and say yes. And God sends Ezekiel into your life today to say, yes, you can live again. These dry bones, God says, can live again. I will put my Spirit within you and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. And then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. You might be in a place where you feel like a mummified hunk of human pizza left to rot in a desk drawer. Nothing good going on in your life, but the promise of God is that you can be raised to new life. You can be a new creation. Your bones can live again. You don't have to go through life feeling like it's discarded, jacked up piece of gas station pizza. You can have life that's full and abundant and hopeful. That is the promise we have through Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead, the first of the dry bones raised up in the coming of Christ. The breath of God blew in the world again. An eternal word has been blown into us, spoken into our midst. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him may not perish, but may have eternal life. You might remember the story about the first human being. We call him by the name Adam. You might remember the Bible describing how God formed him one day from clay and dust and he was just laying there so like some kind of tipped over mannequin. At least that's how it is in my mind. And none of that mattered until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. In Hebrew, the word is ruach. It also means spirit, particularly the spirit of God. And it means wind. It's the breath that blows through this valley of dry bones. It's the one whom Jesus was describing when he said to Nicodemus, you can't see the wind, but you see the effects of the wind. You don't know where the going wind is going, but you know it's blowing. He was talking about the spirit of God, the breath, the spirit of God come to blow into your dried up life, dear ones, to drag us wide 
God out of whatever pit of despair we're laying in and raise us to new life because that is what God does. He raises dry bones by breathing into them the breath of life. Can these dry bones live again? Can my life matter again? Can there be hope for me? Is there mercy for me today? Ezekiel was right in his response. He didn't know if the dry bones could live again any more than he knew if the children of Israel would ever make it back to the promised land. Any more than we know what tomorrow brings, but we know this, God knows. God's promise has always been, I will be with you always. And so there is hope that we can live again. That life is offered to us in Christ Jesus, who today calls us to receive that new life. Wherever we are. And no matter how cut off we may feel. Can these bones live again? Is there hope for us on the other side of this dry valley? You might say God only knows. And I would say you're right. The good news is that God does know. God breathed a new word through this world when God sent His only Son to us to raise up our dry bones. So know this, dear The Lord has spoken. There is life for you today. Put your trust in Him. Believe that Christ can save you from sin and death. The Lord will act. You will have life. The Spirit of God will blow through your life. And where our drone, where our dry bones meet the breath of God, there is life and mercy. Where our drones, where our dry bones meet the breath of God, there is mercy. The gift of new life. And so I say, Lord, have mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.